The Social Democrats are a self-described centre-left political party founded in July of 2015 by then-independent TDs Roshan Shortall, Catherine Murphy and now former member Stephen Donnelly. The party has garnered a large amount of attention from voters since its establishment in 2015, being seen as an alternative to the Labour Party, which has gone under much scrutiny since its term in government with Fine Gael. In 2019, the Social Democrats managed to ascertain 19 local council seats and a further six seats in Dáil Éireann in the 2020 general election. With this party's short but successful start, I wanted to sit down with one of their most active younger members, Ryan Kelly, to ask what attracted him not only to politics, but also to the Social Democrats, and what he believes will attract more young people to politics in the future. What initially sparked your interest in politics? Um, I suppose it's, it's kind of weird for me in that I was always in school, for example, I was always interested in like history. So like I was always interested in current affairs in the sense that, you know, I was interested in what went on in the past, like in, in terms of people and governments and all that kind of thing. But it's odd in the sense that I never kind of looked outside the textbook in, in a kind of metaphorical sense. Like I, I just never took notice of what was happening in the real world around me in Ireland, for example. Um, so it wasn't until I'd say maybe transition year of secondary school that I kind of started taking a bit of notice of what was going on around me. Um, but then I think, like many people, the thing that really kicked off my interest in, in general politics in Ireland was probably the Eighth Amendment referendum. So I kind of got into this situation where I was looking around me and seeing my friends, my family, particularly younger members of my family and, and friends, um, kind of get so engaged with this massive issue. And then it kind of became a case for me of, oh, what's this all about? Like, you know, I was so ignorant of the issue. So then I found myself, you know, really engaging and like I, I researched what the Eighth Amendment entailed, all this kind of thing. Um, and yeah, then Eventually I came to the conclusion that I'd be all in favour of the yes side of the referendum and um, before I knew it then I was out canvassing with Dublin North West repeal. Uh, it was my first time going door to door for example and then I suppose in a political sense then I never really looked back then I suppose. Um, I, yeah, so to give a short answer on that it would have been the Eighth Amendment referendum that really sparked it. You know. And then, obviously, you're in the Social Democrats. So, what initially can you describe the moment that you thought, okay, I'm going to join the Social Democrats? Um. So, just like if I was to go back to the Eight Men referendum, and I suppose when we were out canvassing, I was obviously engaging and interacting with like the other members of the campaign team, who were from lots of different political parties. You know, you had. Fine Gael and Sinn Féin on the same canvassing team like it was great in the sense that it was all about the issue no one hijacked it no one party hijacked the issue and um, it was great and then I was obviously speaking to members of different political parties and they were telling me how accessible it was how interesting it was to be involved in a political party and um, how engaging it made you feel in general how engaged it made you feel in general and then I just thought to myself well what if I give it a go so I uh, then I found myself in a situation where I was going home after canvases and, you know, researching party, poli party policy, 
Um, but also then I was using kind of them online election tools like uh, iSideWe and uh, all these kind of platforms. And I quickly realised that like for them quizzes and stuff, the Social Democrats would always come out on top. And then in terms of political compasses, I would always be coming left or centre left or whatever you want to call it. So um, that kind of signalled to me that the Sock Dems was kind of the avenue I was probably going to go down but then I researched the party and stuff and the policies. I reached out to Roisin Shortall who was obviously our local TD here and um, she was very open and you know she was very accommodating to me. She introduced me at the, uh, she invited me to the AGM that they were having uh, at the start of 2018 um, I think and um, you know I was just struck at the meeting how diverse the group was, you know, there was people from all ages, like all demographics, you know, all, so many different backgrounds and I was struck by how welcomed I was at the meeting and how much my views were valued even though I had just walked in as a, as a fresh new member, a fresh face. Um, and I think that kind of epitomised the party then in itself. Uh, I then got to go, shortly after the AGM, I, I got to go to a, a national council meeting of the party. Um, and at that, you know, one of the things that really struck me, for example, in terms of accessibility was, and a lot of Sockdowns will say this, is um, the fact that at meetings of the party, for example, childcare is free. So it meant it's really accessible to, well, women in particular, but, you know, families with young children who otherwise would not be able to attend. Um, it's kind of them small things, you know, the group was so diverse, so inclusive, everyone was made to feel welcome um, and obviously then in general my politics aligns with the Sock Dems and you know I was just really impressed so and then I'm involved to this day obviously so yeah. So you touched on obviously your involvement with the AIDS referendum and how uh, you enjoyed the diversity of the Social Democrats and everything so what sort of aspects in general, obviously you were piqued in the interest of the Social Democrats, but what made you uh, stay on in politics and get more interested in it as it went on? Um, yeah, I, I suppose the idea of like, it, it's, sometimes I think it's, it's a frustration with what's going on around you, like if you look at key issues that are going on in Ireland or whatever, um, it's kind of this feeling that, oh, I shouldn't be shouting from the sidelines, you know, I, I should get involved in some sort of way. For some people, that's getting involved in a political party. For others, it's, you know, getting involved in community groups, uh, which are, you know, non-party political, and that's completely fine. But for me, it was getting involved in, you know, policy-driven stuff and getting involved where decisions are made and, and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so I, I suppose, in terms of what kept me involved, I suppose when people get involved in a political party, um, they develop, you know, their working relationships, but their friendships as well with people. You build close ties with people. Um, you get a lot of respect for a lot of people within the party. Um, so you build you build these bonds, and it, it's it's almost. It's, it's a political family in, in a sense for so many people in different parties will say that like um, so it can be hard to ever see yourself go away and that, that's 
not always a good thing, you know, like it, it should be a case where if your politics no longer aligns with a party that you, you know, you, you have to move on, but it would, albeit be very difficult. Um, I think that's the way things develop with people who are involved in political parties. Um, yeah, I, I suppose that's what, what keeps me involved, um, specifically in terms of like youth stuff. Um, I suppose it, it's really great then getting involved with college groups, for example. You know, like people your own age, um, you know, whether it's student accommodation, it's all these kind of issues that are cropping up in college or mental health or whatever it is. Um, it can be really good then. It, it, it gives just that sense of togetherness and you're all you're all in it together like why why would you why would you leave and pack up and go like you know you you, you stay involved in some way whether it's with the party or not you, you stay involved in what you're passionate about like it, it's just it's kind of the way it is for for me anyway yeah, yeah. so speaking of then again politics and politicians do you feel that politicians nowadays both in your own party and in general that they have a good key, like, you know, listening to young people? Um, well, I suppose, specifically with my party, my, my personal experience has been that young people are very valued. Um, you know, my opinions, in my view, are just as equal to any older members of, of the party as well. Um, when key discussions are, are ongoing or whatever it is, and obviously then it just depends on, on your formal position within the party, like, you know, um, but I do feel very valued and I know a lot of most, if not all, younger members of the Social Democrats feel very valued. Like, for example, I know one 16-year-old lad in the Sock Dems who works now on a policy group and with you know, people of all ages above him, um, he feels completely valued and like, he's, he's 16. It's great to see, like, um, generally speaking, I think politicians do listen sometimes. Like, for example, if you take student movements and younger people's movements on the climate crisis, for example, um, I think it's the climate crisis now for instance, has worked its way into the mainstream kind of political narrative, but that hasn't unfortunately necessarily translated into, you know, key policy development or key policy implementation, more importantly. Um, you know, it can be sound bites from politicians on, on various issues. I suppose there are some instances where politicians just cannot avoid a kind of youth quake, if you want to call it that, or whatever it is. You know, like the same-sex marriage referendum in Ireland, like the repeal referendum in Ireland, these massive social movements that young people, regardless of party, just get involved in because they're so passionate about and it affects their lives so much. Um, I think these are the instances where politicians just can't can't avoid it, and so sometimes they can't avoid it. Um, I think it's 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 interesting, like sometimes. I almost feel like it depends which party it is in the sense that and this is kind of an international thing where establishment parties might not be as in favour of you know 
youth turnout. You know, they they it won't favour them as much as it would, you know, a more left-leaning party or what would be the the progressive party or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, even in Ireland, I would dare to say it was more kind of left-leaning parties that kind of were doing well from what I saw anyway it was voter registration turnouts or anything like that so I think it depends who the politicians are but in general yeah, I'm mixed on, on that view whether whether they, they, they actually listen sometimes they're just forced to listen which is a great thing like it means that it's, it's so vitally important for younger people to get involved and speak out so you mentioned again, and we're going back to how you said how you got involved in politics through the Eighth Amendment referendum. Do you think there's any, you know, movement or campaign now that gets young people involved in politics, regardless of political party? Um, particular camp campaigns. You know, there's things. There are things like you know, movements on transgender rights, for example, is is one thing that really engages younger people. Um, but now we're also seeing in relation to housing, you know, these campaigns that are kicking off on campuses right around the country in relation to rent increases. Um, we're seeing students get involved who have never been politically active before, but they're seeing that it's directly affecting them. Um, I think it's it's just it, really big issues can, can inspire younger people who would not join a political party to get involved. So I think things like transgender issues, all these massive social issues, um, and now, as we're seeing, the, the housing side of things as well. Uh, I suppose the final question then, obviously pretty involved in youth politics now, where do you see your future in regards to not just youth politics, but politics in general going? Um, yeah, so personally, like, I've no interest in going for election. Um, personally, I would just prefer to be involved in political parties and hopefully that will always be the Social Democrats, um, and I imagine it will be, but maybe in a kind of more background uh, side in terms of elections or whatever, you know, whether it's inf influencing uh, policy or you know whether it's helping people to get elected I just can't see personally it doesn't really appeal to me to to get involved in terms of going for election itself um, so yeah it would be kind of that background kind of stuff and supporting other people who may want to go on and go for election is my kind of two cents on it yeah and just out of interest like we can cut this or not or whatever but do you mind me asking why you don't like, is it that you wouldn't feel comfortable running for office because of certain reasons, or is it just you have no interest in it? Um, well, uh, to be frank about it, like, it's tough. I've seen, even in the local elections, I've worked with, you know, people who went for election. It was, it was tough for them. It was their first experience of going for election. Um, and it can be draining. I suppose there are people who, regardless of what you do, they'll never be happy. Um, but I suppose it can be very tough personally. It, it just maybe down the line I'd be more open to to it, like you know, running for election. But 
as things stand, just taking into consideration everything personally and stuff like that, I it is tough and I wouldn't want to um, commit myself to it in that way. You know, whether it's the financial aspect of it, whether it's the judgmental side of it or whatever you want to call it, like the pressure that's applied from people. Um, the kind of sense of responsibility that you have, not only on yourself, but on the team around you, for example, it's 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 a big weight on people's shoulders. So, uh, shoulders. Um, and, you know, I'm not surprised. Like, I, I think people... It might not agree with people, obviously, in, in different parties and stuff like that, but it takes massive courage to put yourself up for election. Um, and I think, in a lot of ways, you need to respect people more uh, when they do go for election.